Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number five of the Recruitment Website Show with me, Mark Wilkinson. And with me, Keith Devon. How are you doing today, Mark? I am very well, thank you. I have a new shelf. Everyone gets points out of the shelf. You're very excited about this shelf. I am. I am. It looks good. If you if you're listening on the podcast, you're missing out on on the video. To be quite honest, yeah. the shelf is is truly amazing. Um, it's not really. It's just a shelf. Um, but I put it up this weekend, and I was really rather impressed with myself. Usually, when I do DIY, it's what what do they say? Measure twice, cut once, or measure yeah. thrice, cut once. Usually, it's measure fifteen times and then cut fifteen times for me. Um, right. Not that I mean it's a shelf, so I didn't need to cut anything. But you get the idea. Um, anyway, it went it went really well. Very successful. It's level. It's awesome. It looks great. Congratulations. I'm back in my new um, well, back in my new office that I built the end of last year, and then got unceremoniously kicked out of because uh, the scaffolders cut the connection to the internet. So, um, I think I was in here for about two weeks, and then booted out that. for about three months. So it's really nice to be back in. Yeah, yeah, it's good to, to get your space back. It's nice. It's good. Yeah. So, um, today's episode, today's show, we are going to be talking all about images for your recruitment website. Yeah. I think this is a really, really important topic that so many people, uh, so many recruitment websites, um, I don't say get wrong. Some get it wrong. Don't really get it right well enough. And I think it's yeah. something actually, actually. Um, relatively straightforward that you could actually just implement on your recruitment website. So we're going to be looking at images. So we're going to be focusing on where you can use images in your recruitment website, what makes effective images uh, for those different places and so forth, where you can actually go and find those images, what are the places that I can go and source the images for the website on. And we'll talk a bit at the end about image performance because Images are going to make up the, the biggest part of your pages in terms of size of page, you know, number yeah. of megabytes that get downloaded. So it's really, really important that they are performant so that everyone uh, on every device gets a good experience on your website. So let's get things kicked off with where we should be using images on our recruitment site. Keith, everywhere. Where we be using them? Everywhere. No, not necessarily everywhere, but you can use them everywhere. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of kind of typographic-led websites anyway that aren't kind of just like full of imagery for the sake of it. Yeah. But there isn't really a place on a website where you shouldn't put an image. It can it could be a background image. It can be a you know relevant to the content. It can be a you know a hero. Um, there's loads and loads of places on a website where you can where you can put an image. Um, I would. I would say that it's more about the quality, but we'll come to that in a minute. But it's, yeah, it's more definitely. about the kind of quality and performance of images rather than like where best to use them. But okay. I would say don't like I would try to avoid using images just for the sake of it. Like if you don't, um, if you don't have a good image to use, don't use one. So I just say that off like off the bat. But so like some examples of where to use images, hero sections of web pages, very, very popular these days to have either like a full screen background image or like a kind of hero image off the one side, like be it a product or demo or something. Not so relevant to recruitment, obviously. Um, about Us page. And this is something that you and I 
notice a lot with recruitment websites is this is a people business. It's like people finding people for other people. And the number of recruitment websites that don't have pictures of themselves is just insane. So like yeah, it'll be like stock imagery instead of an actual photo of the you know people that you'll be dealing with. Just it just doesn't make any sense to me. So about us page is like for me critical. Put pictures of your team on there, real pictures of your real team uh, on your about us page. Um, another example of that is like consultants. So in in around well on the about us page obviously, but also on job pages we spoke about last week we were talking about like what makes an effective job page uh and one of the tips we had was uh you know consultant details with an image of the consultant again just adding that kind of personal uh personal touch to it and personal connection that only like an image of a face can bring um in this day and age with like people working from home and not necessarily going into an office you know, it can be a very faceless business. In, even when you look, if you're a candidate looking for a job, you know, you're surfing the web and you're trying to find the jobs for you. And even if you're a consultant in a in a recruitment company, you know, you're not necessarily in an office with everyone. And all the opportunities you can have to make that more human contact, it, it's got to be ones that you've got to take advantage of, I think. And, you know, meet the team page. It sounds like really old-fashioned in many ways, but it's, I think it's so important for the recruitment industry to see these are the people that you're going to be working with, whether it's as a candidate to, to place you or whether it's as a client to obviously, um, you know, working with a team to find them, find specific roles, or even whether it's like another consultant that you want to bring on board, this is the team you're going to join, you know, and going to get involved with. I think that's just massively important to get a nice uh, meet the team page. And like you said, put those consultant photographs on, bring that human touch to as many p- touch points as you can on the website. Really, really important for, yeah. from my point of view. I think as well as like providing that kind of human touch, and it's worth noting that like it's generally very well-established kind of information that pictures with people are way more engaging than pictures without people. So like they will grab someone's attention, get them to stop and like pay attention and, and read. Uh, yeah. that, I mean, that goes for social media and everything. You know, if there's, if there's that's why every YouTube thumbnail, apart from ours at the moment, has like p- people's pictures on them. Um, so it's worth, it's worth saying that. But then, so if you're not going to use, you know, like someone's face that like works in the business or whatever, there's other places on the website where you might just want to use an image to kind of set a tone. Um, like provide like a kind of bit of context. So this this could be, I'm trying to think of a really good example, but if you're recruiting within the travel sector, you know, you you might want a picture of, uh, I don't know, some like an airplane or an airport or a whatever, but just like, you know, especially if it was a landing page. So if you're, you know, if you, if you hire for multiple different industries and one of them is like I say, like oh, make it the airline industry, you know, you could just have a background image of some aircraft or an airport or whatever, just just to set some tone and like you know some context. Um, and that doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be people pictures of people's faces. You know, if you can incorporate faces, then great. But like, yeah, that's another way to use imagery just just to yeah, like I say, kind of set a tone. Um, the other place that I would suggest using images quite maybe strategically is in 
like content that you're writing for like potentially for like SEO reasons. Um, so like blog posts and things like that. Um, it's again, fairly well established that posts with imagery rank higher than posts without imagery. Uh, part of the reason for that, I mean, that might just be part, part of the algorithm. We don't really know. But the other part of the image for that might be that it, or the reason for that is that it might just in, improve engagement again. So if you yeah. like, if you open a blog post and it's just a wall of text, yeah. you're really like, oh no, don't fancy that. Like click back, find another post. Whereas if you open a blog post and there's some nice text, then an attractive image, then some more text and then another image breaks it up, more visually engaging, uh, keeps you on the page. And that's that's a signal to search engines to rank a page higher if it if there's good engagement yeah. on those pages. I was I was looking at the BBC News website as I do most days and, and they're actually a really good example of it. So they, they use stock images on the, the like news articles, really. S some of them aren't stock images, obviously, because it's about a specific story. So they've got a yeah. picture from the actual story. Yeah. But many of them, they just use a stock photograph. And when you look at that photograph in isolation, you think, oh, it's a bit cheesy, isn't it? It's like, you know, a lady sat at a desk or whatever. But actually, it works. It really does bring out the article. It makes you more yeah. engaged with it, and it makes you more want to read it, rather than just seeing a wall of text on the screen. I think that's actually really important. Blog posts yeah. is, a, is a good example of where a relevant image um, can really lift the article uh, mm -hmm. a lot, as long as it is relevant and, and not utterly ridiculous <laughs> for the story or the article that you're writing, obviously. I yeah. think that's important. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's good. So we can use images in lots of places. I think um, about us, consultants, the people of your business, if you can get them into your website, that is the most important thing um, that you can do there. Before we just move on, I just want to mention about if you haven't already subscribed to the Recruitment Show channel, please consider doing so, hitting the subscribe button, which will be um, beneath this video if you're on YouTube, and you can also like this video if um, you're enjoying it. Um, let's move on to the next topic, um, which is what makes uh, effective images. So we've decided on the places where the images are going to be placed. And we are looking next at what uh, what makes those images effective. Now, we've kind of touched on this as well. But let's have a look at the different things that we can find to make those effective images. Um, I'm not sure if Keith can still hear me, but it looks like I've, I've lost his video. So maybe I'm, I'm flying solo at this moment in time, but I'll carry on. Um, so the first thing that I think about images in making them effective is the consistency element. And this kind of goes back to like design principles uh, in, in general, is making your images consistent. Now, what I mean by that is a consistency in the type of image. So the the type being the sort of like the style of that image. And a, uh, and a really good example was I was on a call this morning uh, talking to a recruitment uh, company. Um, they they are a, just launched a new website. It was really, really nice looking website. And they uh, recruit in the uh, governance, risk, compliance, audit sector. So it's quite a corporate environment. And every one of the images on their website has got that sort of corporate look and feel to it. Images of cityscapes, images of people uh, on the streets of, in cities, images of people in offices and so forth. And it really fits well with what they do and what they sort of um, – what they're recruiting for. So that's a really good example of consistency in that. You don't suddenly get some picture of someone walking through a field, for example. It's all on the same sort of consistency. 
this is interesting. Um, uh, we've talked about relevant images, and relevant images obviously are making sure they're relevant to the thing that you're actually uh, talking about on the page or wherever this particular image is being uh, placed. And again, making sure they're people-focused. The more places where you can get people into those images, the better. Um, so please think about that. And the other thing to think about is, in terms of design as well, is looking at your images in terms of uh, the colors uh, and the colors that they have in them. Now, this particular website I was looking at did this really well. So they had a sort of like a, a darkish color scheme. So they actually used a lot of grayscale or black and white images, uh, a few sepia type colors in there as well. And the colors really matched the website that they have and the color scheme. We didn't see any sort of like bright rainbow colored pictures in there because the, the images wouldn't have been particularly uh, relevant to the uh, site that they were looking at. So I think um, that is important as well. Um, just got a message from Keith. He's actually going to be back in a second. The power has gone off, so uh, hopefully he'll be back shortly. But I'll continue to ramble on about images as best I can in the meantime. Um, so those are what I believe make effective images. Um, let's have a look at the next section, which is all about where to find them. So this is a big problem, and I have this problem all the time when I'm writing blog posts for the High Rise Digital blog or other pieces of content that we may have, even things like we've already said, like YouTube thumbnails and stuff like that. It's like, where do I get images from? Where can I actually go and find them um, that are relevant, that are branded, that are consistent, etc.? Now, there are a number of options here. Now, the first option I'm going to mention is it's probably worth considering, particularly as we've said, it's great to get people in your images. It's probably worth considering getting a photo shoot done of your team, your office, um, and getting some photographs, a collection of really good quality photographs that you can use in your website. Um, so do consider that because they're evergreen photographs. You could use them for a period of time on not just your website. You can use them on other marketing material. You can use them on social media. You can use them on social media headers and things like that. So it could well be a good investment for you to get those sorts of photographs uh, commissioned and taken and, and so on. And if you do do that, again, back to the consistency thing, make sure that everyone is dressed well in a style that is appropriate to your brand. Um, take a picture, get the, get your photographer to take a picture of each of the team members, maybe with a similar background. So when you're putting it on that team page, it looks consistent and it looks professional. So I think that's really good, um, a, a good thing to look at there. If you can't afford a photographer, and that's fine, then things like when you're taking your team pictures, you know, get everyone to stand in a, a fairly plain colored wall so that you can, everyone looks similar, uh, so forth. Uh, and obviously you can just do your best on that one. There are a couple of excellent websites which you can go to to get images for your site. Um, I'll mention probably the most uh, popular one, which is called unsplash.com. They are all, they do actually have some paid for ones, but the majority of them are free, open source, open to use images, which you can use on any website. Um, I don't even think you need to attribute the, the sort of author, but obviously it's nice if you can do that. Um, and there's another one called pexels.com. That's P-E-X-E-L-S.com. We'll put the links to that in the show notes or the description below. And the, the good thing about these websites is they allow you to search for image collections and collections are what gives you that consistency of image style across the different images 
uh, that you're using. So you can search for like um, business uh, images, corporate images, etc. Even things like black and white as well. It can really drill down on those, and it'll give you a, a set of images about a particular topic. If you want to search for a particular topic that have that same style and that same consistency. So that's really nice to look at. And then the other one to think about, obviously, is Canva. Canva is used by a lot to create different images and things. So do have a look at Canva as well if you wanted to. So that's kind of some options of where you can go and find images for your website. But do take care um, trying to find the best ones. And if if you're using things like Unsplash and Pexels, and there are other ones as well, try not to go for the first images that you see when you do a search, because it's likely that others are going to have those images and you don't really want to have exactly the same images, stock images as other things, do you? So try and pick ones that are perhaps a little bit more obscure in the search. They're not going to be the first one because most people might be grabbing those. Uh, so that's that. Um, next, uh, we're going to finish up on actually um, is image performance. Now, as I said at the start of this show, images will make up the greatest proportion of your page in terms of its page size. And I mean page size in terms of the size that has to be downloaded to your device. So images can have a real impact on page speed, page speed scores, and that impacts on the usability of the site, whether people are going to stay there because it's taking a long time to load. And it also has an impact on the SEO of your site because we know that page speed does have or is a ranking factor for SEO. So making sure that your images are performance are really good. Now, there's a few ways you can do this. Now, you can make sure, that, first of all, that your images are in the correct format. Um, the sort of standard for this is kind of a JPEG format, but there are some newer formats for the web that have come in. Uh, the one that springs to mind is WebP. Um uh, you need to check what your visitors are visiting your website on, but it's pretty standardly supported now across most of the major browsers. And they are more performance images. They're slightly smaller without losing quality. So it could be something that you could look at. It might be that your website provider or your service provider needs to uh, enable something or, or something like that for you to use WebP images. But I would certainly have a look at using WebP images if you can use them uh, uh, for for in terms of the format that you want to use keith is back after his power cut so hello there hello uh means the mains got cut off so oh that's excellent yeah there we go anyway (laughs) we're just discussing i say we we i am just discussing um image formats uh image performance and we've got talking about formats and the fact that webp is probably a good option to try and go for uh, as it's fairly widely supported nowadays in uh, in terms of browsers and things yeah uh the next one, and I'll let you talk about this one, is kind of size of images. Yeah, so... and things. Yeah. Um, so we're talking... Uh, size is interesting, actually, because it comes into two things. So there's, like, almost like the physical size of an image. And by that, I mean, like, the number of pixels wide by the number of pixels tall. Um, so you want to be serving up images that are appropriate sizes on, on the site. So... If you've got a like a placeholder or a container for your image that is 600 pixels by 400 pixels, you don't want to be loading a 2000 by 1200 pixel image to fit that size. The caveat to that is that uh, some screens are high density screens. So you've got like, um, you might know it as like a retina screen where, where like the pixel density is like kind of twice as high. In those cases, 
you might want to serve up an image that's a lot bigger than its kind of physical dimensions. Um, and to do that, there's there's a technology called responsive images. So you can basically tell the browser, I've got all these different versions of an image. They're gonna, it's gonna fit into this size of box. You decide based on the information that the browser knows. It makes a choice of which of those images to serve up. Um, so that's super super useful. And then the other side of the size equation is like the the size of the uh, like the number of megabytes of an image. Um, so the size, the, the amount of data, the size of that. Um, and you can optimize that as well by like compressing images. So certain formats uh, especially are kind of like uncompressed formats, um, but certain formats can be compressed really, really hard. And by compression, what's, what normally happens with compression is that it, it kind of makes the image, you, you, you lower the quality, but like imperceptibly. So like the, the human eye, like you'd have to look really, really, really hard to to see the difference between like a super high quality image that has like m potentially millions of different colors or a compressed image that has like a much smaller color palette. But actually like there's, the colors are so close that you just never, ever know. But the difference in physical, like the file size can be actually like pretty massive. Um, and compression can do stuff like strips out additional kind of metadata that often comes with images. Like sometimes image files have like the camera that the image yeah, was taken on and like and, yeah, the aperture yeah. and everything. So when you're displaying that image on the web, you don't need any of that data. So it's like yeah. strips all that stuff out as well. Um, but it's, so worth, that... it's worth saying, I think that size and compression and responsive images, it sounds, it sounds really complicated, but like, most i would imagine and hope that most of the website providers that are providing websites for recruitment agencies kind of should be handling this for you you yeah. should just be able to upload an image and the system will generate the appropriate image sizes in terms of like width and height and a selection of those and it will also compress the image to the optimum so we use wordpress to build our sites and we had uh, solutions that do exactly that so as a recruiter you can just literally upload an image you can actually just upload it straight from your camera actually it'll resize it all and it'll ditch the massive one that you've uploaded from your camera which we don't ever want to use um so if it's worth checking with your provider but i think that's a really good point to mention that they should be doing this for you but certainly yeah. worth checking i've seen some websites that don't and it's uh, it's interesting to see you know is that is that a user error or is that kind of a system error and it's worth having a look at yep it's actually a fairly easy thing to test and we should probably put out some content. Maybe we'll do some, like a blog post or something about like how to test the performance. Yeah. The images often comes up as like the number one fact and nearly does every single time I, I like audit a website. It's nearly well, always like the worst, the yeah. worst from a performance point of view. While you're aware, you missed it. It was great. But I was talking about the fact that images make a big proportion of the, the page size. So like if... If there's one thing that you need to get right, it's images because that's going to be the biggest wins that you get on a page Absolutely. in terms of the size. That's good. Yep. Yep. Um, the next um, image performance thing is to make sure that your images are what's called lazy loaded. Um, do you want to tell people what lazy loaded images are, Keith? Yeah. So lazy loading is a technique um, that used to have to be kind of added sort of manually or coded into a website. Um, and what it what it means is that when a web page loads, obviously you you see like the top of the page. So you've got this frame, which can be 
you know, it could be most of the page, but most of the time it's only a tiny fraction of the whole length of the page. Yep. So say you're seeing 10% of it. Well, the other 90%, the images in that other 90%, there's, there's no point in loading those until you actually need them. Uh, cause you may never need them cause someone might land on a homepage and the first thing they do is click something in the main navigation at the top of the homepage. They never scroll down to see all these beautiful images that you've got below. So you don't want to load those unless you have to, because file sizes for images tend to be quite large. So there was a technique that was uh, kind of developed called lazy loading. And it just means that as the user scrolls down the page, the images load in um, sometimes just before they're needed, sometimes kind of yeah. just kind of after um, you can kind of configure that stuff or you used to be able to, but what's happening today, which is amazing is that you just need to kind of add your images. You give an image tag, something called like loading equals lazy. It's part of the HTML specification now. Um, so that's all you need to do. And then the browser takes care of everything else you don't need to have any fancy scripts like watching for where you're scrolled to on a page and all this kind of stuff it's literally add that little attribute to your image tags and your browser takes care of it for you um, and it's just such a massive massive performance win um, and it should be because that's an html specification i would suggest that most platforms should just be doing that by default and if they're not that's a kind of bit of a red flag for me. Um, but so I would definitely look at that. If if you're into, if you're technically minded at all, um, you can find out these things about your web page by like kind of right clicking on the page and going into what's called the inspector mode. And then you can actually see all these image tags and things. And if there's a loading equals lazy attribute on your image tag, then you're, then you're good. It, it probably worth mentioning some systems might lazy load images without that tag. I, I would argue they're perhaps doing it wrong because the, the native functionality is there for you now to do that. But you can lazy load them without doing it kind of a different way. So it might be that they are being lazy loaded, but you don't see that. But that is yeah. the best way to do it. So you should, you know, they should be should be doing it that sort of uh, native and, and best way for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing we had was uh, for image performance was the alt text, uh, something you may or may not have heard of. This is yeah. good for a number of reasons. Um, what are they, Keith? Uh, primarily, yeah, two massive benefits are accessibility and SEO. So alt text stands for alternate text, I believe. I think so, yeah. And um, it is... Its main use is to provide, um, I guess, non-sighted users. Well, it's basically anyone that can't see the image. So yes. that could be Google, because Google yes. reads the page code. It doesn't look at the image. Yeah. And it could also be like a screen reader for maybe a, a visually impaired person that has to exactly. read out the screen for them. Exactly. It can't read an image, so it would read the alternate text of the image as well. That's kind yeah. of um, those. Yeah. So basically, scenarios. if the image can't be kind of seen, it can be kind of read, as it yeah. were. Um, and so, yeah, from an accessible accessibility point of view, if you care about accessibility, which you absolutely should, uh, that's one of like the absolute like basics of accessible web accessibility is image alt text. But it's also been shown to be a like a massive win from a search ranking point of view. So. 
you know, like we said earlier, you want to use images in your blog posts and things and content that you're trying to rank. There's no point having all these images if, if the search engines have no idea what those images are. And if you're adding alt text to describe those images, and especially, and I wouldn't, I would say don't spam this, but especially if your alt text, you know, contains keywords where it's appropriate, um, then that's going to be a, like extra beneficial. Um, yep. You can even go a step further than that from an SEO point of view, and you could actually make sure your file names are kind of keyword rich and relevant. So instead of just like a random string of letters and numbers from your camera, if you rename your images, um, something with some keywords in it, apparently that you know, <laughs> that might help. I don't know if that's still the case today, but uh, it cert certainly has been. Yeah. Great. Um, right, we've come to the end. Um, that's images for your recruitment website. Uh, hopefully yeah. you've gained some uh, useful information there. I think a couple of really big takeaways for me is like people, you make sure that you've got people in the images that are on your site really, really helps uh, connect with other people. So that's something to look at really well. Yeah. Um, make sure you've got some consistency of brand on your images. Uh, again, I talked before about the fact that you want to be, you know, picking a sort of style and even, even, even go down to sort of like colors as well in, in the images Maybe you're going to use all grayscale or black and white images, maybe not sort of thing. So try and keep a consistency with the image style as well. That's really important on brand. Um, and then try and make images as performant as you can because images are the biggest part of your page. So the faster that we can make those pages load, the better it is for everyone uh, that is using your website. So there we go. Images for your recruitment website. Um, again, if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, please do so. Um, if you can like the video, whether you're watching it on LinkedIn or YouTube, that would be really appreciated. And if you've got any questions about images, we always forget to say this, but if you've got any questions okay. about images, there will be a comment box somewhere on the page that you're watching this or listening to this. Uh, and if there isn't, then um, I'm sure you'll find us. But yeah, we'd love to have questions. If you've got questions, please add them to the comments. We'll do our best to answer them. Who knows? We might answer them in a future show where we take some questions from people. So let us know that. But anyway, until next time, and I think just a word of warning, there might not be a show next week due to the fact that um, it is half term and we've got some holiday being taken and so on. So we might yeah. actually have a gap next week. So apologies for that. But we will be back very soon hopefully in our regular slot. But for yeah. now, I'll say bye-bye. See you next time.